0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I am so excited for this episode because you are about to hear from one of my amazing and inspiring one-on-one clients, Mariko, who is a 5'2 badass. She's currently working on getting her master's degree at Boston University. She's a former collegiate athlete. She's an avid CrossFitter who loves Taekwondo, and she's just been an absolute pleasure to work with. She is just one of those petite powerhouses who has literally soaked up everything I had to offer like a little sponge and applied the fuck out of it. And I just cannot wait to tell you more about her journey. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Co.
1: Hi everyone. It's nice to be here.
0: It's so nice to have you here. And I would love if you could just start off by telling us a little bit more about who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, I would love to. So hello, I'm Co. as Kier mentioned. Um, I am a sister of two siblings. Um, I'm the oldest. So I say that very importantly because I think I hold the oldest sister traits through a lot of my lifestyle. Um, And I'm a former collegiate athlete. So I've taken a lot of those skills and really transferred them into my life in many ways. And I'm sure Kira can attest to it. Um, I'm someone who, when I put my mind to something, it it's hard to get me off of it um, because when I find something that I'm passionate about, it's very hard to steer me away. Outside of, you know, those skills, I am a girlfriend. I've been in a relationship for over seven years, which was a big piece of this journey and learning how to really navigate that relationship and understand, you know, where we fall with each other. Um, But overall, I'm just someone who is super positive and again, took all of the information that Kira could give because it was so valuable and stuff that I will carry on for the rest of my life. So, um, someone who's super positive and takes the ability to grow and become someone new and be able to just be better every day.
0: Absolutely. Could attest to all of that. It's so fun to work with my clients one-on-one because you get to know so much about them. And like, by the end of the 16 weeks, you're like best friends. And we we just got on the call before and we were talking through like, oh, what are you up to now? And it's just like, it feels like we've known each other all our lives. And it's just, it's really fun and cool to, to have that relationship with someone. Um, so just really quickly, where are you located? And how old are you? So
1: I will start with the easy question. I'm 25 years old. I turned 25 in May. Um, so that was a big one for me. It was like the first birthday out of COVID, um, which was interesting because I was like, "When did I last celebrate my birthday?" And it was 23 because that was the real last real birthday that I had. Um, where I'm located, I am currently sitting in Sonoma, Napa area, so wine country for any of those listening. Um, but I am in Boston until the next for the next year, getting my master's degree. So I'm kind of all over, but you know, have been born and raised in the Bay Area. Nice.
0: Okay, cool. So what was nutrition and fitness like before working with me? What did you try? What did you do? Tell us everything.
1: Yeah. So I think this is one of the first things that I admitted to you, but we hopped on like our intro call. Um, So my nutrition before working with you looked a lot like a roller coaster that had about 10,000 different peaks and valleys. And I think I tried everything from Whole30 to Paleo to Keto to literally everything in between. Um, I looked at my fitness pal and I was, I said, hell to the no, like that. I could not even (laughs) fathom thinking about, am I really going to track every single calorie that I put into my body? You know, growing up as an athlete, I got away with a lot of things up until I was about, I would say 20 and I played softball, you know, collegiately until I was 22. But, you know, up until I was 20, I never really struggled with being able to keep my muscle mass at a kind of a pace that I wanted it to be at. Um, And then once I turned 20 and kind of started drinking a little bit more, kind of incorporated the alcohol into my social settings, that's when I realized like, oh, I'm turning into an adult and I'm gonna need to figure out how to navigate these things. But I never really learned how to navigate it until now. But yeah, I would just say it was quite the roller coaster. I tried so many different things. I think my family thought I was probably crazy. I remember I did this one cleanse and it was like 30 days, four out of my five meals were shakes. And the fifth meal was like rabbit food. And I lost weight and I was happy. But then after I was like, what, what do I eat? I was so reliant on smoothies and the smoothies that they gave me. I didn't know how to eat real food. Um, but yeah, so lots of crazy things probably could tell if you ask me about any diet out there I probably could tell you that I've tried it but yeah that's that's what my life looked like before
0: <laughs> yeah and it's it's almost like you get to a place where you're like I don't even know what a real life eating should look like anymore it's crazy right
1: no it's crazy because you're just like what am I supposed to be eating how is my life supposed to be look like without always being on a diet so yeah
0: <laughs> so what was it that made you want to work with me
1: Yeah, so I remember this day super vividly. So my first semester at BU, which was uh, the fall of 2021, I gained about 15 to 20 pounds because I didn't realize how much drinking there was involved in like with an MBA program. You know, you're networking all the time. And all of a sudden I found myself on January 1st feeling like total crap. Um, And all of a sudden, and i had been following you for, you know, quite some time. I knew that you focused on petite women, but in my head, I was like, oh, I don't need it. I don't need it yet. Um, I'm not at that point. I'm good. I could do this on my own. Um, And I just remember sitting there and I saw, you know, one of your posts and you're like, I'm looking for two new people to, you know, join my program. And I was it was at that point where I was like, okay, this is the point where I need to either get on the horse or I need to get off. Um, and I decided to, I think I just submitted my form to like talk to you for the first time. And I think it was just a matter of timing because I had seen that you had openings like in October and, you know, December of last year, but it just didn't feel right until that January 1st day when I was sitting there after that New Year's Eve meal. And I was like, I feel like crap. I just want to Somehow turned my life around, but I didn't really know how. Um, so that was probably the the day <laughs> I remember so vividly of being like, "All right, it's on my phone. They know that I need it. Somehow our phones know what our what our brains are thinking. So I might as well just go for it."
0: Yeah, it's so true what you say about like the timing felt right for you. Like I can talk about my shit all day long, but you know, if it's not if it's not the right time for you, then it's never going to really sink in and you're never really going to put your 100% effort into it. So I really like that. You said that, like, it just felt like perfect timing. So yeah. So you started the program and actually before you started the program, you had said on your application that you were an avid CrossFitter and you did Taekwondo and that those things were really important for you to keep into your daily routine. And I mean it when I say that my program is totally 100% customized and tailored to the individual. And that is like the best example I can give is that someone just approached me and say, hey, like, I really want to do your program. But the thing is, like, I do this and I it's really important to me and I need to incorporate it. And so we compromise by including all of those things and also three days of resistance-based training. And so um, how did that feel? knowing that you could still incorporate the things that you truly loved, as well as the things that you needed in order to be successful with this program.
1: Yeah. I would say the first word that comes to mind is just relief. Um, You know, the one thing that I did find as I was trying to figure out what my body wanted to do is I, I fell back in love with Taekwondo. I did that as a kid Um, and CrossFit has gotten me through a lot of stuff. Um, You know, it's, I always call it my therapy that I don't have to pay for extra But it was super important. I think, you know, that time between when I submitted my application to when we had that first conversation, I was a little nervous because, you know, I had seen that you had a workout plan and I was like, I obviously want to, you know, incorporate that, but I couldn't incorporate those things. I would have been really, you know, sad and disappointed. Um, But, you know, when you hopped on the call and you're like, I know you said this in here, so we're going to somehow figure out how to find that balance. It was Honestly, empowering as well, just because, you know, you get so many coaches that you kind of just encounter that they're like my way or the highway. And we all know how that goes. Um, you know, I've had plenty of softball coaches in my life that have gone that way didn't turn out very well, but the fact that you had a completely customized program that allowed me to continue to grow in my Taekwondo program, which by the way, I went from a green belt all the way to a red belt. So I'm only one away from a black belt during this entire program. So I did not know that. Yeah.
0: That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah.
1: So I was able to basically test super fast because My body was doing the things that it needed to do, um, in order to, you know, learn the forms, um, participate in full range sparring and basically be able to move up at those levels at a pretty fast pace. So, you know, I think that's a bigger testament to you is like, you have helped me continue to grow in that sport without even having to compromise elsewhere
0: yeah the non-scale victory like that is that's up there that's awesome I don't I didn't even know that why didn't you say something
1: <laughs> <laughs> I well, because I tend to I tend to underwhelm my victories because again as an athlete I hated having you know when you're getting recruited I hated, hated having to like talk about myself and say oh well, I'm the best I did this and that and so I I try to stay very humble, but sometimes I get a little too humble and just keep those things to myself, which, you know, I do share every once in a while, but um, yeah, no, I, I went from a green belt all the way to a red belt, which I think is like, nice. I think that's like six belts in between. So yeah, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Also incorporating all those things that you do enjoy into this program also means that when you are through with the program, you are not only going to you know, keep doing the things that you love, but also have that kind of habit of including the other things that help you find that balance. So if I were to say my way or the highway and you do what I have for you for 16 weeks. Well, after those 16 weeks, you're more likely to default back to what you were doing before just because you enjoyed it. So if we can incorporate all the things that you love and enjoy into these 16 weeks then when you're done you can go on and flourish and learn from it. So yeah, that's that's a big part of why I choose to incorporate all of those things and and do that for you. So
1: yeah. It was normal life living which made it all the more reason to work hard and do all the things cuz again, I I don't feel like I'm out of the program. I just feel like I'm continuing on on my health journey. That's exactly
0: <laughs> exactly what I want to happen. So that's awesome. So let's move on into the nutrition side. Being that you felt that nutrition was the piece that you were lacking the most and you were pretty much a newbie to tracking macros. I know you said that you had opened MyFitnessPal before, but it, it was overwhelming and that was not for you. Um, how quickly did you feel like you got the grasp of counting macros after working with me for a week or so?
1: Yeah, I would say I personally felt like I can navigate my fitness pal probably after a solid two weeks. Um, I think my, you know, I'm competing with myself. Self would say I got it in a week. But if we're being realistic, it's probably closer to the full two weeks. And I would say it was honestly, it's going to sound so cheesy, but that like that Google Doc that literally just laid out everything. Um because I'm a very visual learner, um, and just seeing like, okay, this is how it's going to get laid out. Um, this is how it's going to translate into my Fitness Pal was super important, and I think helped me get it in those two weeks. Um, but yeah,
0: I'm going to stop you real quick and just let the listeners know that the Google Doc that she's referring to is something that I just pull up in our very first meeting and it's a blank Google doc. And we sit there and we type out meals that sound good to the client in that particular moment in that week. And we kind of just type it out and we have this ongoing kind of meal plan, just sitting in a Google doc form. Now, some, some of my clients, they take it that first day and they're like, cool, awesome. And then they never look at that Google doc again. Co, on the other hand, was the one that looked at that Google Doc every single week because, like she said, she's a visual person. So she needs to see it there. Um, and sometimes it's just easier to write it out, whether that's handwriting it out or typing it out before putting it into my fitness pal, cause you have something to look at and then you can do whatever you need to do on your phone. So that's what she's referring to there, but go on.
1: Yes. Um, thank you for explaining that. Cause sometimes I forget that not everyone knows about the magical Google doc, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, It's been, and even to this day, like I just traveled for three weeks and didn't really track. I mean, I I did, like I tried to keep a relative count, but you know, I've been back two days and I'm already back on my fitness pal, like, and feel like I never left, which I think if you had asked me in January, I probably thought that. I was crazy if you said, oh, do you know how to use my fitness pal? And could you, you know, hop right back on it? If you got off the wagon for a little bit, I probably would have said no. Um, But to me, it's like a natural thing to do. And so I don't think I could have done it without you or, you know, just having those tools on my back pocket to pull out whenever I needed them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So in the first several weeks, we experimented with a few different things like adding more voluminous foods, adding a sixth meal, playing with meal times to determine a better eating schedule. What was that guided experience like for you? I would
1: say it was magical um, because I had tried to do that on my own. For so long, I, you know, on top of all the other things I've tried, I did try intermittent fasting, you know, that's in regards to, you know, the timing of what I'm eating. You know, being in grad school, your life isn't totally on a regular basis. You kind of have things that pop up, um, and so for me, it was kind of just being okay about maybe I'm not. I don't eat at the specific times that I plan for in a day. I mean, I am a planner. Like, if I do not list out the hours of my day. I don't feel ready to go. Um, and so that was another part of having guidance with me of saying, okay, don't go crazy. Like it's okay. We're going to figure it out. Um, you know, and one thing that I remember talking about super vividly is like that sixth meal. Cause I remember when we first talked I was like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm going to need a sixth meal. Like I normally only eat like three or four the fifth ones, honestly, probably going to be pushing it. But then when I started to realize like, oh, this is what, amounts that i should be eating like in a serving i was like oh maybe i do need that extra meal to kind of carry my energy throughout the day not just three big meals that i was hoping that would carry me through but having the guidance was extremely essential to this process because i think without it i probably would have given up and just said well it's not working so i just need to move on and do something else whereas if i since i didn't do that I realized that it does work and it's just a matter of finding your perfect kind of combination of testing and, you know, trial and error and figuring out what works for you.
0: Yeah. It's funny how you kind of start to second guess yourself when you're doing it alone. Cause you're like, oh, well, like I've given it a day. So is it working yet? And then you like, don't give it enough time because you're so anxious about it. Yeah. And then just like, even just having someone there to kind of bounce ideas off of like, Hey, what do you think about like adding yogurt to this meal? Is that wrong? Is that right? Like, and just like having that conversation. And it's just, I know there were so many times in our little chat where you'd message me and this is kind of off topic, but you would message me and be like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. And I would tell you whatever it was. And you'd be like, wow, thank you for the perspective shift. Like that was just all I needed to hear. And it's so funny how like, you didn't need to change anything that you were doing, just like change the way you thought about what you were thinking.
1: Yeah. That's typically what I tend to do with most things in life. And I just had never had a nutrition coach to tell me that because it is perspective. Like a lot of it is perspective and you know, I think I remember the first thing that I maybe told you again in our conversation was, you know, I've been trying to find like my, per- like not my perfect, but like my peak co for, you know, seven or eight years. And I'm still on that journey. And I think, you know, I don't think it's ever going to come because I think I'm always going to try and get better and just be healthier and be a better person overall. But I'm much better than where I was at in January. So yeah, that's that.
0: Thank <laughs> of January. A big concern of yours was handling alcohol because you had a lot of networking events, a lot of things centered around drinking social situations. So, how did you overcome this? Like what did you do to just yeah?
1: Yeah, I again, if you had asked me this in January and I was answering that then, I probably would have said there's no way I could have done it. But okay, let's start with January. So, I mean, everyone does dry January. So for the most part, it was relatively easy for me to say oh I'm doing dry January like talk to me in February but I just want to like kind of reset my liver whatever but in my head you know I had already set the plan of okay I know that I don't want to drink for a majority of this program because I do want to get the most benefit of it I just am going to have to figure out how to navigate those conversations without making myself feel guilty about it and making others feel like oh, she doesn't wanna have fun or she doesn't wanna hang out with us. Um, Cause unfortunately that's a lot of the culture these days is you need, people think that you need to have alcohol in order to have fun or have a couple drinks in order to have a normal conversation which I think COVID is, you know, partially the cause for some of those things, but you know, that was never my intention. I just, you know, sometimes I did it because I wanted to, sometimes I did it because I felt anxious Um, and I do enjoy the taste of wine. So I have to put that out there, um, but I would say, you know, just the hardest part was probably like, honestly, I would say end of April because I had had my weightlifting competition, which I know we're going to touch on in a little bit. Um, I had scheduled a weightlift, my first ever Olympic weightlifting competition, um, in the middle, no, the beginning of April. Um, and so for me, that kind of became my safe haven. I, people were like, well, why aren't you drinking? And I said, oh, well, I have a competition that I'm training for. Like, I'm really trying to max out my weights. And for me, that was a perfect excuse. Like I didn't feel like I was losing out and people didn't feel like they were forcing me to drink. Um, So there was that kind of evolution. And then around middle of March, I came to the realization of like, holy shit, I feel phenomenal. I had not had a lick of alcohol since probably like January 2nd. Um, And (laughs) I just had that moment where I was like, I don't need to drink. Like I can have a glass of wine when I want to, when I'm with family or it's a special occasion. But I came to that final evolution or my final evolution of this period of my life of I don't need to drink in order to feel included. I have my close friends, and if they don't understand, then clearly we're not as close as I think. But just being able to like really hone in on how good I felt and continue to transfer that into, okay, this is how I'm gonna kind of continue my habits of this is where I wanna be. These are my goals. And there's no reason that my goals should be, you know teetered in any way because of outside sources. Yeah. Like alcohol.
0: I love that you came to that realization. And I love also that you pointed out that it took, you know, a couple months for you to get there and, you know, using that excuse kind of helped you get there too. It's, it's a weird thing to depend on but at the same time like you got there and that's super valuable but do you think that you spent less time in those social situations when you were kind of restricting on alcohol or do you find that you still went to those social events but you had you know club soda or something else
1: yeah, I definitely still went because for me, like I consider myself an extroverted introvert. When I'm around people that I really enjoy, I have the energy, but you know, I could also be a homebody. Yeah. But I continued to go to those social events because it was important for my career. It was important for my social life, but I just got a club soda and Hey, guess what? Nobody actually cares if you have a drink in your hand with a lime. they think that you're drinking like a vodka soda. Um, so once you get to that point, it doesn't really matter. And nobody's going to ask you, Oh, what? else? alcohol is in there and at that point you just lie and say oh tequila or vodka whatever nobody's gonna taste your drink especially
0: with COVID like you got that excuse going for you too it's like no I don't want your I don't want your germs
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like no yeah I'm a germaphobe and that was also kind of another revolution of Oh my gosh. Okay. I can still go do these things. I can still have a conversation, have a drink in my hand, stay hydrated for one also, but not feel like I had to compromise, you know, okay. I can't go out because I know that I'm going to get pressured into it. It was, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a club of soda and then I get to come home and feel amazing.
0: Do you feel like you ever were pressured at all? Like, do you ever feel like you have that one friend that was just like, come on, come on, come
1: on. We all have that one friend. Yeah. Um, I would say How I combated that, those conversations was just, you know, putting my hard hat on and just saying, okay, remember what your goals are. Like I had to take a second and kind of just take a deep breath and be like, okay, you're going to face this person that I know they're going to want me to drink. I know they're going to want me to be included on the bottle of wine or the cocktails, whatever it was. But in my head, I had i put on my hard hat and I said, no, like, this is, these are my goals. This is how I'm feeling. I'm not going to change that. And so it was just a matter of, you know, maybe they pushed a little bit harder, but I was able to push back just a little bit more. So they gave up um, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, but yeah, we all have those friends and it's just a matter of navigating when to put on your hard hat and when to kind of just be yourself and be able to, you know, kind of just move through life without having to worry about having those pressures. Yeah, The
0: good news is I feel like the older you get, the less those friends are there to kind of push and push and push. Like, I feel like it's in my group of friends now that I'm 30 and I have like older friends, I feel (laughs) like most of the time, like nobody cares if you're drinking or not. Like it's unsaid thing, just nobody cares. And it's, it is very nice. Yeah, you'll get there, you'll totally get there. And it's so nice to like not have to worry about that. But on that same token, Eating out at restaurants was also something you did fairly often during this program. And at first, I know it seemed like you felt a lot of guilt around it, but after still seeing progress on the scale and in your progress pictures week after week, it seemed like you had a lot more confidence in your ability to go out and make those healthier choices. So how did you navigate this experience and what was that like for you?
1: Definitely felt a lot of guilt in the beginning of this program whenever I wanted or I had to really go out because I I did try my best to cook at home as much as I possibly could, which I probably cooked, you know, six and a half days worth of food for a majority of the program. You know, we all go here and there and you're going to have to live life a little bit. But I would say, you know, the biggest shift for me was, again, restaurants I live the all in or all out type of mentality or I had lived that for a really long time being an athlete like if you're gonna go for it and go play college sports you had to just go for it you had to go all in you had to put all your you know chips into one bag Or in your mouth. um and <laughs> yeah in your mouth either one um I've definitely done that before <laughs> and you don't feel good after but in the moment you're like these taste so good um but it was you know the shift from the all-in mentality, because I think I, I remember saying to you one time, I was like, I hate going out because I hate watching other people eat whatever they want to, and it looks like they don't even care. And for me, that was really hard because I always felt like, why do I always have to care about things? Why do I always have to you know care about what I'm putting into my body? And I think it was the shift from that mindset to, look, I get to care about what goes into my body. I get to go out and eat delicious food and choose what's going into my body and choose how my body feels afterwards. And then still seeing the progress definitely helped that mindset. I'm not gonna lie. I think if progress had gone the other way, it probably would have been a little bit harder. But then the other aspect was, you know, you specifically is being able to just send you menus and be like, help, what do I get? Um, (laughs) You know, was a big game changer because, you know, I think previous experiences I've had is, you know, people will say, we'll just get the healthiest option. And I was like, well, what, what is that? I don't even know what that is because someone's healthiest option can be someone told a different option for someone else. And so you knew me, you knew my macros, you knew what had been working. And so being able to send that to you and navigate it and feel confident enabled me to essentially start choosing those things on my own. And I remember I felt so proud of myself when I sent you the menu and you're like, okay, can you tell me what you would choose? And then I'll tell you what I would choose. And I remember I chose like one of the two options that you were going to pick for me. And I was like, okay, I think I finally get it. <laughs> so that helped with the confidence, but, um, that was a really hard one, but I think something that I definitely ma- needed to mature in and I'm still maturing in, but that's been a huge game changer for my progress overall.
0: Yeah. And it, it's fun too. Cause I don't think that I've maybe like once or twice that I've suggested like, Oh, get a salad with chicken or salmon on it. but Most of the time I like avoided that at all costs. Cause that is what most people think is like the healthiest option on the menu. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to be boring here. You're going out with your friends. Like we don't want people to start saying things about how you're eating. Like you, you're going to get a dish that looks like it's like everyone else's, right. but it's going to be slightly modified and in the right portion size. Right.
1: I remember being so excited when I would send you a menu because I'm like, I know she's going to send me something good. I just don't know which one it is. Like, I remember being so excited when I was in Florida for that trip and I was so worried about traveling and choosing the healthiest option. And you were like fish tacos. And I was like, I can get fish tacos. And I, again, made progress even on my trip. And that was a moment where I was like, I literally, I think I smiled and was like, yes, out loud at the restaurant. But yeah, that was a... (laughs) A good, good, good thing to have in my, again, arsenal of tools.
0: You know, it's just as exciting for me when my clients send me menus. Cause I'm like, Ooh, okay, where are we going? <laughs> I'm, I get excited, about that, even though I'm not the one eating the food. I'm just, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> It is so much fun. <laughs> so the coolest thing about your journey is that your total calories did not change very much throughout the 16 weeks. Like no joke, you were averaging about 1600 calories before I gave you your very first set of macros. And we finished the program at 1640. And so all we really did was bring your protein up higher and then get really fucking consistent with your carbs and your fats. And like, we kind of shimmied up a little, shimmied down a little, and did what we had to do, but really like, didn't change a whole lot. And just by being consistent with your macros, we hardly had to change them at all because your body just responded so well to the consistency. So people don't realize that that's how powerful consistency really is. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about experiencing that kind of paradigm shift. It's
1: funny until this little conversation that we're having right now, I actually didn't even think about like that my calories stayed pretty much the same across the board. I was just doing what you were telling me to do. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, but that is honestly like a huge kind of win. And I realize how important protein is. Um, but on the consistency piece, I remember in one of, you know, your first videos that you watched as part of your program, you know, there's the conversation of, you know, the easiest way to stay on macros is to have the same meal for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and then you can kind of change up the dinner. And I remember sitting there and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to eat the same thing for six or seven days in a row. Like, are you kidding? And I think that is the greatest gift that you have ever given me because I now know that I can do that. Um, granted by the, the Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, okay, I just need to get through it. Cause I'm looking forward to my next meals. <laughs> but I can't do it. And for me having, not having to think about making food every single day or, you know, navigating, Oh my gosh, like what's in my fridge. What am I going to have to figure out? Like what battle am I going to have to face today was honestly a huge stressor off of my shoulders. And it ties directly back to the consistency piece because you're not only saying consistent throughout the week. So you're understanding how your body's reacting to this certain food group that you're eating, but you're also understanding that when you eat your macros consistently, shit works, like things happen. Um, You know, and I remember being like, can I possibly make this much progress? Like, is this fake? I remember like looking at my scale and being like, "Mm, is is this rigged? Like, is something happening? Or even my photos, I was like, is something, am I like looking at this weirdly? Because there's no way I, because I've never made progress like that ever before in my life. So I was like, how, in the heck am I even doing this? Like I literally thought my scale was broken. Yeah. And it is timing and it's timing, consistency, and just finding a badass coach that can help you do those things. So that's my thoughts on consistency. I am actually probably going to head, um, to my kitchen after this and work on my meals for this upcoming week. Cause again, I was traveling for three weeks back on my fitness pal already, and I'm just ready to like, get back into it, which I have gain that habit from this program.
0: Yeah, and I really think that, you know, doing the kind of Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday week-long meal plan is super, super, super beneficial towards productivity. Like in general, like when you are doing school or work, and you have a lot going on in your day to day, having all that done and prepared and ready for you, or just like ready for you to prepare, it just makes life so much easier. And now I'm not saying that you have to do that. Like in the beginning of my program, when I go through that chapter and talk about the consistency, like I strongly encourage doing that, but you know, that's not the only way I have some clients who will do kind of like a split. So they do like three days and four days and they have like separate meal plans. That's their choice. I think that's way too much to handle. Um, but it works for some people and it doesn't work for other people. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well, that like, it, it's really good to do that, to build that habit of consistency. And then like times like now where it's summer for you, you might not have to be as rigid as doing that Monday through Saturday, or, you know, you can split it up and kind of maybe rotate or have every other day or, you know, just find something that works for you now.
1: Yeah. And honestly, you know, routine for me is, Mm-hmm. super important and something that I've learned to realize that that's how I stay on my own path. So, I th- I even think I tried doing the Monday cook, Thursday cook in like the very beginning and clearly I don't remember it, so clearly it didn't work for me. But yes, I agree with you if if cooking on Mondays and Thursdays is your thing, then definitely do it. But yeah, I think summer it'll be, I should honestly test it again and see what happens because yeah.
0: I have more time. Yeah. And it's fun to kind of try that and go through different seasons. Like right now, like normally I love having six meals, but right now since it's summer, I feel like when it's super, super, super hot, I tend to not be as hungry and I don't, I think it's just a heat thing. And so I condense down to four big meals and like one tiny little snack. And so it's been, it's been really nice, but I know that like, that's not a forever thing for me. That's a seasonal thing.
1: Yeah. Honestly, that's a really good point. And it just made me realize that being in Boston, I was probably so much hungrier because my body was just freezing all the time because it's cold mm-hmm. as fuck in Boston. <laughs> but I'm going to try that. I think um, maybe that's my change.
0: Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe not the cooking days, but maybe just the, the amount of meals for the summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to your calories kind of staying consistent and we just playing with the macros a little bit. I also want to touch on the fact that you didn't really have that much cardio in your program because we didn't even need to add it because your body was just responding so well to the nutrition side. So I really didn't want to like overload your body since you were already doing CrossFit and Taekwondo. And so I would just love to hear from you, like how much cardio did you do and how did that experience have an impact on the way you view nutrition and resistance training?
1: Yeah, this was, I keep saying this was like a big one for me, but all of them are big ones. Um, but let me just start off. I absolutely despise cardio in every way possible. I think I told you that I hated running. Guess what? We never ran, which was fantastic. Um, but I think, so my total amount of cardio sessions were three total and they were only 10 minutes and it was, I honestly did them after my workout. So it was kind of like a cool down. I tried to keep my heart rate up just to keep it a little bit more endurance focused. Um, but you know, again, kind of the all in mindset I had always thought, okay, if I'm going to, you know, think about fat loss, but also maintain muscle. I always thought, okay, I need to go lift for an hour. And then I need to go do cardio for an hour. Um, and I remember I did that, you know, I think it was like my junior year in college and, At the time, I thought that I felt amazing, but when I look back, I was like, oh my God, I was literally just depleting my body of any energy that it had because I was doing unnecessary cardio and it's proven like clearly the nutrition piece is the important part for me. Um, You know, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to gain muscle pretty quickly and easily, Um, but not having to do cardio was amazing. Um, I, I will say not having to do a lot of cardio was amazing because it was nice to have like those little 10 minute cool down pieces, just to, like kind of separate my lifts to normal life. Um, and then also I just, it made me love like walking so much more. I know that sounds weird, but I wasn't so tired from an hour of running or an hour of Stairmaster that I didn't even want to walk, but I was able to do my cardio and even go out and enjoy some walking. Um, So yeah, that was a good kind of mindset shift in terms of like the intensity and not having to do that much and still getting a huge outcome from it.
0: Yeah, totally. And we, we did focus a bit on neat. So getting her steps in, I think the highest we got to was 12,000.
1: Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I think we like bumped it from 10 to 12.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's like the sweet spot. That's usually where I like to keep everyone. But I mean, of course, we always have those outliers and that's, that's that. So final reveal, how much weight did you actually lose?
1: In total, I lost 17 pounds in 15 weeks, which for our petite little bodies is a lot um, and something that I am very proud of.
0: Yes, you should be. It's amazing. And like every week she'd be like, uh, I don't know how this is happening. Like, how am I dropping this much? And I remember having a conversation with you and being like, Hey, listen, just, I know you're dropping a lot right now. We're in the beginning stages of this. And sometimes that happens. And so- sometimes you start to like slow down and not plateau, but like the rate and the velocity that you're losing at will eventually start to slow. And like, I just want you to be prepared for that because I don't want you to feel like you are, you're not doing as well, or, you know, losing progress because it's not as fast as it was in the beginning, but it never really slowed down at all. Like it just kept going and going. (laughs) She was so waiting for it. Then she even went on a trip and you came back like lighter, I think.
1: Yeah. I came back like a pound heavier, but then the week after I was like three or four pounds down and I was like, what just happened? (laughs) it's like, I thought you said I was going to slow down. I've been like bracing myself for the slowdown, and it never happened, which I guess is the better scenario to have.
0: Yeah. And it's so fun too. How like your calories and your cardio just stayed the same. Like, it's just like your body just was like, cool. I'm in the right place. Like I'm doing everything that you want me to be doing. It was, it was great. It's no secret that most of my full-length leggings are actually three-fourths cut and I'm sure you feel my pain. But that's all about to change for both of us because Lacuna Fit is your new one-stop shop for perfectly proportioned leggings for women under 5'4". My favorite part about these leggings is not just that they're super soft, but they have pockets that easily fit my phone on both sides. But it gets better the placement of the pockets on the leg is the best i've ever owned they are literally the perfect spot to pull stuff out without having to stand up and alleviate some of the bunching of the material like i do on other leggings so i'm sure that you will love these leggings just as much as i do and you can score 15 percent off by using code funsize15 at checkout when you go to lacunafit.com. fit.com mm, you know what i love more than having abs pancakes. But now there's this trend of companies who want you to have the best of both worlds, so they created mixes that contain a much better ratio of protein to carbs than those heart attack stacks you'll find at IHOP. Believe me, I feel like I've tried them all, but my favorite hands down is Pancakes Pancakes, whose six amazing flavors are high in flavor, high in protein, low in carbs, and low in fat. Not only do they make fantastical fluffy flapjacks, but wonderful waffles and magnificent muffins. What can I say? I've got a thing for alliteration, okay? Anyway, give them a whirl by going to pancakespancakes.com and take 10% off your order by using coupon code FUNSIZED at checkout. So what are some non-scale victories aside from moving up six belts that you achieved since you with me? That's a,
1: that's a good one. Um, I would say, you know, probably compliments from my friends and family you know, you see them every day. And so when they kind of can tell that you're making progress, or I think even one comment that I got that has kind of stuck with me is like, Oh my gosh, Co, like you seem so much happier and like so much, so much more energy. And, um, you know, you're just able to do a lot more things. And to me, I was like, I thought that I was already doing so much. But then when I looked back at where I was in January to where I was in April, and I had been feeling my body correctly, I was like, Holy shit. Like, I actually am doing so much more, but, and I don't feel as depleted because I'm actually feeling my body correctly. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, I live with my boyfriend, so we saw each other every single day. Um, And so when he was like, "Co, you look great. Like I can tell that you're, you know, doing the work and like, I realize I hackle you for your meal prep on Sundays, but you know, it's working. Um that was a huge win and you know my parents and all my whole family like they're like when I, we see each other probably every 3 months in the school period um so when you get those compliments it's really nice um and then I would just say like I've never relied so much on progress photos and like we had the scale and that was nice because it was going down which is great but honestly the progress photos were more kind of rewarding exciting rewarding. yeah rewarding to me because you know, it's funny, I actually, before this call, I looked up like an old, old photo from probably, probably my worst, which was like March of 2020 before COVID started. And I I just looked at those photos and I was like, holy crap, like my overall like body structure, like from your workouts have just helped my body actually look not as square, like a, like a normal softball player's body, but actually into a petite female body and just being able to be confident of like okay I got thick thighs and I got big quads and that's great because it's going to carry me through life in a lot of ways but you know I think before this program I was trying to get rid of them I you know after I stopped playing I was like okay now it's time for me to become less muscular and less look less crazy athlete person you know but through this program I think I learned okay it's changing but I want to look strong like I want to just I don't want to look weak and tiny. I want to look strong and tiny um, and be able to just be a badass petite and continue to grow in that aspect. So those were some big non-scale victories.
0: Operation tiny, but mighty.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah>. exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So the cold, hard truth. Towards the end of the program, school was getting really stressful for you. Um, Summer was approaching, social pressures were taking away, and then all of a sudden you felt like your motivation was just slipping through the cracks and you instantly thought you needed to find another thing like the weightlifting competition, which we will get to in a second to keep you motivated. And so we had a little heart to heart moment about motivation. And I'd love if you could summarize in your own words, what you learned from that conversation.
1: Yeah, this was probably one of the hardest parts of my program because we had been moving and grooving for quite some time. Like I got used to being super successful and like
0: continuing to reach my goals while having flexibility. I think that's a big piece too, because you've had that and you started to get really confident in, you know, having that flexibility, but go on.
1: Yeah. Flexibility is a, a key word. Um, because, you know, as you mentioned, like, you know, finals come around in the beginning of May, I had, um, a three week travel excursion in front of me. Um, I was moving all my stuff back to California for the summer. So there was a lot of things going on. And I just remember like being sitting on my couch at probably like nine o'clock in the morning or something and being like, you know, excuse my language, but like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I not feel like I want to go work out? Why do I not feel like I want to meal prep? I've been doing this for so long. Why hasn't it just continued on? And I remember, I think I messaged you and I was like. You're like how do I find something else to be motivated for and you sent me that message back which I don't remember exactly what it said but the gist of it was motivation comes and goes it's a matter of being consistent and having those habits that carry you through those hard times and like you're you don't need to have something that you're working for you're always working for yourself you're always trying to make yourself better and that was one of those moments where i was like that perspective just completely shifted my mindset and like instantly changed my mood. Didn't necessarily get my motivation back to be completely honest. I was. It took me a while, but I remember just sitting there and I was like, I just remember feeling so down. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, I've been so good. Everything's been great. We've been living in a rainbow world. Why is (laughs) it continuing? Um, And when you sent that message back, it was like, okay, we're okay. Life's not ending. Like we can move (laughs) forward and, just continue to work on
0: ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of what you touched on in the beginning was, you know, this is not a destination. It's a, it's an ongoing journey. Like you might think that everything might be better by the time you let's say lose 10 pounds, but in reality, once you get there, you're going to have a new goal. You're going to have something else that you're going to work towards. And so like, it's almost like it's never enough, but at the same time, like if you flip that mindset from being like, Oh, I'll be happy when, to, I just got to keep bettering myself. It makes the whole process just so much more enjoyable. Cause you don't have that pressure of doing something by a certain date.
1: Totally. Yeah. And that was the other key thing of just, I had, I always compete with myself. I've always been in a competition in some way, shape or form. So this was like the first time that I really felt like I wasn't competing against something, but again, I was just growing for the benefit of my own being.
0: Yeah. So speaking of competing, um, I skipped this question, so we'll go back, but at about week 12 to 13, you ended up competing in a weightlifting competition, which was kind of like a side goal. I think it was like week three or four. You were like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be doing this thing in April. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like what sort of things do we need to work on? Um, and we had that conversation, but so my question to you is how did this program kind of somewhat accidentally prepare you for a weightlifting competition that was kind of unplanned?
1: Yeah, definitely unplanned. Um, I remember signing up and being like, oh, what did I just do? I would say it accidentally prepared me. So, you know, an Olympic lifting competition, for those that don't know, um, you know, you have weight classes. So you have to basically enter for a weight class um, and basically be under that weight class by the time that you enter the competition on that day. Um, so for me, you know, there was the 71 kilos, which I think is about 156 pounds, to 76 kilos, which I don't know that number because I knew that I was never going to touch it being on this program. Um, but this program just kind of accidentally prepared me because it enabled me to not only get better in my lifts, but just also recover faster. Um, you know, when you're feeling your body and you're intentionally feeling your body to make lifts or to, you know, just work out a little bit harder, whatever it is, it actually works and it actually helps you recover and just be ready for the next day. Um, and you know, I just remember going into that competition and, being so confident in what I had done to prepare it, not only on the weight side, but also on the nutrition side. Um, you know, I remember at one point I thought, wow, if I didn't, if I wasn't on this program, I have no idea what weight class I would have been in because I would have just, that would have been an additional three months heading down a really bad path, um, for a petite frame like me. Um, and I was just super grateful at that point where I was like okay I'm happy I had this program to accidentally prepare me for this competition (laughs) um you know which was my first one so it was super fun I was lifting with some heavy gals which was they lifted a shit ton of weight but yeah no it was uh it was a good time and I'm glad that I did it in conjunction as a side goal with this program
0: yeah I'm glad you did too. You like look like such a badass. She posted um, her lifts on Instagram and I was just like, yes, that's my client right there. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. No, I remember being under the IP. I did actually, you know what? This is a non-scale. I guess it's technically a weight victory, but like a non-scale on my end, I ended up PRing my clean and jerk in competition on that day and being, I just remember being like, Oh my God, this weight feels so heavy. But you know what? We're here and I'm just going to get it above my head. And I remember being in that top position and be like, oh, my gosh, it all came together. So happy that I could PR in competition, which is not a common thing. Um, but yeah, that was a big win for that particular moment in my.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure just like standing there and having that weight in front of you, like, you know, your confidence just through this program alone. Led up to that day, right? Like, I don't think that you would have been able to stand at that weight and be like, "I can do this," if you if it wasn't for this program. So, oh, totally, yeah, confidence all the way. So, to sum it all up, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from completing this program?
1: I would say my biggest takeaway, um, at like the thirty thousand foot view, is my body is not meant to be fed like a six foot person. Um, that it is different and that everyone has their own unique balance of the way that they're going to continue to live their lives. It's going to evolve and you have to evolve. But that's part of the fun, I think. And up until this program, I think I was thinking about the evolution as terrifying and you know, challenging and not something that I really wanted to have to worry about. But now I'm kind of like, well, this is the fun part. What's what's the fun in having to do literally the same thing for the rest of your life? Like your body's going to change. I'm not getting any taller, so I'm going to have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> but now that I know how to deal with it and I know how to feel my body in the appropriate way. To continue just living my healthiest lifestyle.
0: Love that. So what's next for you? Like what are some short-term goals that you have?
1: Yeah, so I actually did sign up for another competition. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I felt like I needed something to work for, but because I genuinely wanted to compete again. So um I compete the weekend of August 13th and 14th um, at a competition in San Jose. Um, so I'm super excited to train for that over the summer. Um, I'm actually starting a new job on a week from today. So with June 15th, super excited about that and gonna continue to grow that part of my life. And in terms of just nutrition and fitness and overall is just you know continue to build my habits and make sure that I'm feeling my body in the right way possible. And just be able to share that journey with as many people as I can. Cause I think it's hard for people to talk about it. And I mean, you know me, I'm a pretty open book. I remember, I think on some of our calls, I was like, I think I've been talking for about 15 minutes, but I don't remember what I was talking about for 15 minutes. So I don't know what I shared, but just, you know, letting people know that it's okay to talk about like struggles like this and challenges and being able to grow and have a companion and an audience to basically guide you through those, those hardships.
0: Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and inspiring others because I do think that your story is so inspirational and just amazing. And I think a lot of people can relate to you because a lot of people do have that all or nothing mindset. They might not be collegiate athletes, but, you know, we do have those tendencies a lot. So I do just really appreciate you being here. And so last question here, just for fun. If you could eliminate any short girl problem, what would it be?
1: So my original answer to this question was like to not to have to climb onto the counters or have ladders hidden everywhere. But then I realized that that's kind of fun. and. I'm very mobile because of it. Like I can literally just climb on anything. So I'm very grateful for that piece actually. So I'm going to say the fact that I have to get literally everything hemmed. I'm still working on my go-to hemmer lady because I have gone to about 10 different ones in the last like year. (laughs) None of them have worked out. But yeah, having to get your stuff hemmed is, is a short girl problem that I would love to fix. And I know there's brands out there. I just haven't done the effort to do that. So maybe it is fixed, but if I could fix it in one snap, I totally would.
0: Just an FYI, because I know that you share the struggle too of the thick thighs kind of thing. Fran Denim. I've heard of them. I have never heard of them. And I had posted something on my stories about like never being able to find denim shorts that fit because if they fit in the thigh, they will never get the waist, Like never. So I had so many people say, try Fran Denim. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Like they're pricey, but I'll do it. And oh my God, they're worth every Uh. Okay. like so I started with the shorts because I was like I'll try that first right and then I got another pair of shorts and I was like these are just amazing like they actually fit and then I just got a pair of skinny jeans that are petite fit Mm. so they're like a 28 inch inseam okay and oh my god I was I'm just blown away because they actually like there's no waist gap it's amazing and I was trying to get an affiliate code because I'm like I have a big petite audience. Like I need th- this code. And she was like, yeah, we're a really small company and we're not accepting any more affiliates right now, but we'll let you know when. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to hound you every month until you get one.
1: Those are like those ads that come up on Instagram when they know that you like are looking for something, but every I've not pulled the trigger because they're a little bit pricey. So maybe, you know, when I get my second or third paycheck, I will uh, maybe splurge a little bit. But I also wanted to say thank you so much for having me on this podcast. This was super fun for all of those that are listening. Kier is an absolute badass coach. If you are ever on the fence and if you're listening to this to figure out if you want to work with her, just stop listening and go put an application in because without a doubt, she will do everything in her power to help you reach your goals. Um, I honestly don't think Or I know I couldn't have done the last four months without her. And I probably would not be on the path that I am today without her. So go sign up. But again, thank you to you because this was phenomenal. Glad I got to share my story. And spend just one more hour with you. <laughs>
0: yes I know I, like getting on this call I'm just like oh it's gonna be so nice to see her again because it's been like a month. It since has oh my god. Ended the program and it's like so sad sometimes because I'm like oh how's Co doing? I know and like I know I can reach out to you anytime. And- oh I'm here. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on today again and I'm I'm just so grateful and thankful that we connected and vibed and just had such a successful transformation together. Yes. No, of course.
1: Happy to be here. And thank you again. Such a great journey. Would do it all over again, but I'm ready to face the world on my own and see how it goes. Um, But other than that, I'm going to go play with our new family puppy now. Because we got a brand new Bernadoodle, nine weeks old. But no, this was amazing. And I'm super happy that you're
0: going to have to send me a picture. Oh, I will.
1: Or right, I'm going to post on Instagram soon. So we're going to okay. see what pictures make it to the gram. But um, yeah, but puppies. yes. I love puppies. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And we'll talk soon.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Ko's story just as much as I enjoyed coaching her. If you're feeling like Ko did in January and you're ready to let go of those standard programs created for average sized people, and also let go of your self-sabotaging patterns to find ease in your healthy lifestyle, then you absolutely need need, need to apply for my one-on-one 100% customized coaching program for women under 5'3", whether your goal is fat loss, weight gain, body recomposition, or just to feel like you have some fricking structure in your life for once. I'm here to help you navigate it all. So open your web browser and go to funsizedlife slash coaching to apply. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so that you're the first to know when an episode is launched. Also, if you haven't already, leave me a five-star rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be entered into the drawing for a free, fun-sized tank top. I'll be doing that giveaway once a month, and I'll be announcing the next winner in episode 115. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.